Welcome to the Financial Times Big Read, a weekly podcast featuring the best of our long-form reporting from around the world. I'm Anna Dedder from the Comment and Analysis Desk. Why is Berlin so afraid of becoming like London? Because a property boom and an influx of tens of thousands of new residents every year are threatening to make the German capital unaffordable for low-income tenants, says Guy Shazan. Rent controls and curbs on luxury renovations and Airbnb lets are among measures officials are taking to try to keep the tide of gentrification at bay. Can they stop the city suffering the same kind of housing crisis as London? Last summer, the residents of Wrangelstrasse 66, an apartment block in the trendy Berlin district of Kreuzberg, received an alarming letter from the owner. The whole house was to be sold to a Luxembourg-registered company called Riva Residential. The tenants had two choices, either buy their flats themselves or face an expensive renovation and higher rents. In desperation, they appealed to their local council for help and got lucky. Councillors discovered an obscure legal tool known as a preemptive right of purchase that allows them to swoop in and stop buildings from being flogged off to private investors. They bought the house for 3.7 million euros and sold it on to a state-owned housing company. Wrangelstrasse 66 is now in public ownership and its tenants can stay. Hans Panoff, the Kreuzberg councillor who spearheaded the deal, says, We have to do something to save public housing stock and ensure that the social structure of these neighbourhoods isn't completely destroyed. What happened on Wrangelstrasse is not an isolated incident. It is part of a broad campaign by the Berlin authorities to tame the wildest excesses of the real estate market and protect the rights of tenants, who make up a staggering 85% of the population, compared with only 35% in Britain. The aim is to prevent Germany's capital ending up with the same kind of housing crisis as London. Matthias Kollatz-Arnen, the city's finance chief, says, We want Berlin to remain a place where average earners can afford to live, and rumour has it that that's no longer the case in London. But in their pursuit of a fairer housing policy, the authorities are enacting measures that would make the average laissez-faire liberal blanche. Councils have reinforced rent controls, banned luxury renovations and kicked out Airbnb. They're also considering huge tax hikes to deter foreign investors. Some see the government's interventions as slowing Berlin's natural development into a world-class capital. Jörg Schwagenscheidt, head of PMM Partners, a real estate advisory firm, says, If we didn't have gentrification, we'd all still be living in wooden houses. All over the world, big cities are facing the same dilemma. How to provide enough affordable housing for all their citizens. A wealthy metropolis cannot just be a playground for investment bankers. It also needs nurses, teachers and policemen who can live within easy reach of their workplaces. Yet in many places, low-income workers, particularly those in the public sector, are being priced out of inner-city neighbourhoods by spiralling living costs and exorbitant rents. The result is rising inequality and far-reaching changes to the social makeup of urban centres. Berlin has also suffered from this trend. According to Pamela Schorbes, a nightclub manager who has lived in Wrangelstrasse 66 since 1999, Thousands of Berliners who have lived in places like Kreuzberg for decades are being squeezed out and whole neighbourhoods changed beyond recognition. Berlin has much more flexibility to pursue policies favouring low-income tenants than London or Paris. 
It is the poorest of Germany's big cities, and rents have traditionally been lower there than in places like Munich and Frankfurt, where pressure on housing is much greater. Unlike London, Berlin's population is lower than it was before the Second World War. There is more space for development than in the English capital, and land prices are significantly lower. Even with those advantages, there is no guarantee Berlin's experiment will succeed. Despite the best efforts of City Hall, rents are on the rise and affordable flats in short supply. A recent report by the think tank Empirica found the average Berlin rent had risen 57% since 2004. Just as in London, Berlin is a landlord's market. But it wasn't always like that. Split in two by its eponymous wall, it used to be a run-down, shabby city that was a haven for squatters, artists, and bohemians. Finding a cheap flat to rent was never a problem. At one point last decade, there was such a large surplus of public housing that the city actually sold off 80,000 council flats. The situation has changed radically in the past five years, however. Berlin, which welcomed 12 million visitors in 2015 alone, is now the capital of a country at the peak of its power and influence. Some 40,000 people are moving here every year, attracted by its thriving tech startup scene, creative buzz, and relatively low cost of living. There, in addition to the 54,000 refugees who poured into the city last year, experts say Berlin must build an additional 25,000 homes every year to keep up with the growth in its population. But last year, only 8,000 were constructed. City officials say the Berlin government is determined to solve the housing shortage. It plans to increase the number of affordable flats it owns by about 80,000 to 400,000 by 2026. The city's six state-owned housing companies will buy 26,600 apartments on the open market and build 53,400 new ones. 30% of those will be reserved for low-income families. Other measures are far more intrusive. For years, urban planners worried about the number of luxury renovations in central districts of Berlin. Landlords typically raise rents after such upgrades, forcing the original tenants out. The city has sought to counter this by designating some 33 neighborhoods as urban conservation areas, where expensive redevelopments are banned. Owners of houses in these areas are also not allowed to convert them from rental properties into condominiums. The policy is a nightmare for developers. Mr. Schwagenscheidt says the problem is most people don't know what the rules really mean and where the next one is going to be. The only hope they have is that the protected status of the neighborhood will one day lapse, so they can modernize their buildings. They will just wait, he says. Berlin has also introduced a rental break, under which the rent set out in a contract with a new tenant cannot exceed the local average by more than 10%. But in the sign of how hard it is to regulate a market where supply cannot keep up with demand, the break isn't working. A recent study discovered a big gap between the average rent paid by existing tenants in Berlin and the price for newly relet apartments. In some cases, we're seeing increases of up to 60%, says Martin Palgen, spokesman for the Department for Urban Development. But you're always going to find people who'll pay, he says. According to Rainer Wilt, head of the Berlin Tenants Association, a flat hunter has often spent so long looking that he is happy to cough up whatever the landlord wants, even when he knows it's above the legal limit. Mr. Wilt says, he thinks, "Am I really going to start things off here by picking a fight with the landlord?" Moves are now afoot to toughen the law.
The centre-left Social Democrats, junior partner in Angela Merkel's coalition government, wants to force landlords to publish the rent they charge the previous tenant, so the new one can see whether and by how much it has been increased. They also want to introduce stiff fines for property owners who raise rents by more than is permitted. And while some have slammed the break as ineffective, there is evidence that the canny tenant can use it to his or her advantage. Last month, in the first case of its kind, a landlord in Berlin was ordered to reimburse his tenant hundreds of euros after a court decided he had broken the rules by charging her €7.60 per square metre instead of the local average of €7.16. Heiko Maas, Justice Minister, said that the break was a paradigm change which is now beginning to have an effect. Yet such legal challenges are extremely rare. Landlords are critical of the government's interventions. Alexander Gadashko, head of the GDW, a trade body representing German property companies, says It's just tinkering with the symptoms rather than really tackling the root cause of the housing shortage, which is that there are just not enough flats. A better response would be to speed up the construction of new housing. Perhaps Berlin's most radical move has also been its most controversial, a ban on homeowners letting out whole properties on Airbnb. City officials estimate there are as many as 24,000 holiday flats in Berlin. According to Mr. Wildt, in Kreuzberg there are more of them than flats for rent, and that's a serious problem. Enforcing the ban is difficult, but officials have turned to the public for help. Mr. Palgen's department has an online form for people to report anonymously on neighbours they believe are renting out their flats on services such as Airbnb. Since May, they have received 3,000 tip-offs. Violators face a stiff fine. For some critics, the scheme has uncomfortable echoes of East Germany's Stasi past. Mr. Palgen denies it's encouraging a culture of snitching. He says... Tenants who are disturbed by people making loads of noise, throwing parties and piling up rubbish have a right to complain. The law has also been toughened to force websites to hand over the details of property owners suspected of letting out their flats to holidaymakers in contravention of the ban. Airbnb last week published a study it commissioned showing that home sharing organised through its platform had no significant impact on the Berlin housing market. Its listings account for 0.6% of the city's housing stock, and 63% of listings are rented for fewer than 30 days, it said. Hemmed in by regulation, real estate investors have to tread carefully in Berlin. But Mr. Schwagenscheidt says that there are plenty of opportunities. With a detailed asset management approach on the ground, you can still achieve attractive returns, he says. Outside the conservation areas... Developers are free to buy rental flats and convert them into condominiums, which can be sold for sky-high prices. They're also free to modernise some buildings and let them out at much higher rents. Berlin, meanwhile, still has plenty of apartment blocks owned by ageing absentee landlords who are unwittingly charging much less rent than they are legally entitled to. Bidding wars for such properties, when the owner sells up or dies, can be intense. Back in Kreuzberg, Ms. Schobes is still hoping Berlin can turn back the tide of gentrification. She says, The city is sick and tired of investors coming here from all over the world and changing the character of the place. The biggest risk, she says, is that Berlin will end up being just like anywhere else.